You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and co-owner of Sacred Chill West. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. Be sure to listen to the end of today's episode to find out how you can join the next virtual meditation class for free. You guys, I finally get to say the magic words. My new app, Shoreline, is live and ready to be downloaded. You can find Shoreline via the link in the show notes, by going to the App Store, or by going to MerylArnett.com. Right now, the app is only available for iPhone users. The Android version will be coming just a bit later. Now, you've heard me talk a ton about the app in earlier episodes, so all I'm going to say here is, please, go check it out. Download it, try the free offerings, and please, 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 will you leave me a review in the App Store? Reviews are everything when it comes to showing up in searches and helping to grow. It would mean the world to me if you would take time to click five stars or write a few comments. Thank you. There is so much goodness in this app. There are meditations that you know and love from the podcast. There is a ton of completely new content. And you guys, I am releasing a new meditation every single day on the app. We have so much more we're excited to add as the app grows, but for now, my new baby is here, and I cannot wait for you to experience it. Okay, that's enough for now. Let's get into today's class. Welcome. Happy Monday. Um, so our class tonight is Passions and Paychecks 2, and Tiffany will be co-teaching alongside me. She'll be here in about five minutes. Okay, so like an hour ago, I thought I would just open up CNN.com and see what was happening in the world. And it's another really painful day here in the States, right? Today we had another very young black man murdered by a police officer. And so I wanted to open up class tonight just by acknowledging the vast emotional spectrum that we may or may not be experiencing. And if you didn't know that, and I just dumped that on you, my apologies for that as well. Um, But we choose to get together on Monday nights and practice as this amazing collective. And we don't know what the day is going to hand us. We never do. And I wanted to start tonight just by saying, A, you and your emotions are totally welcome in this space. And I, and I know Tiffany too, will do everything in our power to make you feel safe and welcome and fully free to feel what you need to feel in the practice. And I think it's one of our jobs as meditators to show up and feel. 
to feel for ourselves, to feel for those that aren't ready to feel, to feel for those that can't feel, to feel for the collective. And that's not to say you have to like take on the weight of the world. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is we show up with our own version of courage and willingness and openness to sit, to be in the present moment, whatever the present moment is. And we do that because that's the practice. The practice is saying, hey, wake up. And once you wake up, stay awake. And for every single person that does this, and you know, we're a handful of people right now on Monday night, thousands of people listen to this podcast every week, thousands. And so thousands of people are in the same circle that we're in, in this very moment, practicing, feeling and breathing. And perhaps each one of those people, each one of us, is brave enough to feel, show, express, and talk about those feelings, emotions, experiences, and it ripples outward from there. And so while we may not feel better tonight, we will certainly feel together. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say before I hand it over to Tiffany is I had a meditation planned for tonight. And I realized that it, I'm, I'm not actually changing the meditation because it doesn't matter what the practice is. It doesn't matter what the Dharma talk is. All of it is guiding us to this same place of being awake, of feeling, of being present. And so whatever practices you may or may not do, Whatever practices resonate the most for you, it's not like you have to do the right practice to be engaged in the world or to heal or to help hold space. It doesn't matter. Just breathe. Invite yourself to be in the present and feel. Yeah. Hi, Tiffany. Welcome. Thank you so much for co-teaching with me tonight, and I'm going to hand it over to you. Awesome. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Good to see you. Good to share space with you tonight. Welcome back. What an interesting month is going to be. <laughs> so um, we are continuing this series. And like Meryl said, I'm, I just love what you said, Meryl, about like, no matter where you are, the practice guides us back to what needs to be done. And and what we are here to do, like what's our next best step. And that's actually what we, I was going to talk about tonight already. Like no matter what, it all leads us back to whatever is, is the most important part of the practice and of the teachings. We started out last week in this series on passion and paycheck, talking about no matter, whenever we're in a liminal space, this space that feels uncertain, this space that feels like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to respond. I'm in between, right? That the one of the most um, key things to remember and is to come back to that space within, to the fourth space, come back to self, come back to source. And I remembered later as I was, I was reading Radiant Rest by Tracy Stanley. 
And they, she talks about this fourth space as it relates to Yoga Nidra, like Turiya, right? This fourth space, which is the kind of the state that we get to in Yoga Nidra, which, so it all, it all kind of came back full circle again as I was reading her book. And I was like, yeah, that's right. That's exactly what we're talking about. That's exactly what I feel and what we feel is important, right? Is to come to that steady place, to be in that steady place. And we started talking about this as it relates and pertains to work. Right. This idea of not knowing. Like. How to move forward, maybe feeling a little bit of stuckness. And we started talking about how to work is to relate. That was last week. And so I've been on I've been doing a lot of reading Tracy's book and listening to her podcast. And she has this really brilliant episode of her podcast with Dr. Gail Parker. And it's a whole episode about um, rest and race and ethnic-based stress and trauma. And in it, Dr. Gail Parker says, she always says, do you want to be right or do you want to be in relationship? (laughs) And she says, if you want to be in relationship, then you have to be ready for rupture. Rupture. Disintegration, feeling separated from division, right? Mm. If you want to be in relationship when it comes to work or life or otherwise, rupture rupture is a part of this gig called life. It's a part of the gig called life, right? <laughs> and so how are we responding to the rupture of what it feels like to be in the third space? Because when we're in that third space, there's some kind of disconnect. It feels like we're disconnected, right? Disintegrated. So really the question is, really, how do we manage that, that feeling of disconnectedness? Mm. I love this, the research by uh, a woman by the name of Dr. Laura Morgan Roberts. She's in my field. She's a work researcher as well, work and equity researcher. And she's designed some profound work on authenticity in the workplace and in life in general. And um, I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna share a link to this interview she does where she talks about authenticity in this really like profound way where like light bulbs went off, I saw stars. <laughs> I'm like, yes, this is great. Thank you, Dr. Morgan Roberts, right? So she says that for one, a lot of times we think about authenticity or being authentic right, as this static thing, when in fact it's a journey, right? Authenticity is a journey. It is not an endpoint. It's a decision. It's a, and, it's a, and it's a process of finding out and tapping into, she says this, our inner source, y'all. I said, what? Not the inner source. She said, tapping into the inner source, and understanding what is the what is our internal ex- experience? What is our ex- internal? What is going on internally? And then aligning that with our external expression. Mm. And again, it's a journey. It doesn't just. And she says, in fact, it's from some of her research that by looking at it as a static thing, let's say like I'm an authentic person or I want to be an authentic person, that can actually derail us from being authentic because it can derail us from tapping into the inner source, which 
should have permission to respond to moments as it as it with whatever you know. How do I feel? What's happening? What is my internal state like right now? If I want to be an authentic person, I might reject what's happening inside of me and try to act like this person like that I was in the past. But not, an authentic person is actually multidimensional, right? And is actually going with the flow and the ebbs and flows of life because they are tapping into the inner source and they are aligning their external expression with that which is inner. Mm. I don't know about you, but that really does free me up a little bit. Because to be really honest, Marilyn and I tonight, just this, it was like you create a Dharma talk and then it happens in real life. Be careful, (laughs) right? Tonight, for tonight, how are we, how do we, how do we hold space and stay in, in for what we are experiencing in our inner life? Which part of that is not wanting to bypass what is happening in our external life, but still wanting to talk about this topic, right? And still wanting to hold space and still wanting to be in community and wanting to be sensitive to the needs of everyone in community and sensitive to our own needs. And, and then we had this kind of aha, this is exactly what we're talking about. We are tapping into the inner source just like this. And you know what it reminds me of? One of my favorite yoga philosophy teachings is about, is the, is the Bhagavad Gita. And it reminds me of Arjuna. It's, a, it's this beautiful story about dharma, purpose, work. But purpose in general, right? And he is being called to fight in a battle that he doesn't feel like he is ready or worthy or even capable of doing. And in the middle, he goes out to start. And in the middle, right, in that third space, he breaks down. He falls to his knees. He says, I don't think I can do this. Right? I don't know what to do. I'm uncertain. I'm in a third space. I feel disconnected from my family on this side and these there's other people on this side. I don't know what to do. And his teacher shows up and starts to guide him back to the inner source. There's a book called The Great Work of Your Life, which I love. And as I was, you know, as I was talking to Marilyn, I'm like, how are we going to talk about this, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, the great work, you know, because in that book, he, he references, the author references the Bhagavad Gita and says, one of the takeaways is to just take the next best step. Touch into that inner source, touch into the present moment of what you're feeling and take the next best step. The rest of it, you'll figure out as you keep t- as you keep t- tapping back into that inner source. But in this moment, what is it, what is it that I'm here to do right now? What's the next next best step for me? The takeaway there is that your purpose is in the present moment. Your purpose is coming back to what's 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 right here in front of me. And even though that book is called The Great Work of Your Life, we might say that life is the greatest work of our life. Mm-hmm. No matter if we are in a passionate, something we're passionate about or something that's just a paycheck, life is probably the, one of the greatest works of our life. And here we are in the middle, right? Being called to touch into the inner source, being called to touch into the present moment and to Practice authenticity, Dr. Laura Morgan Roberts says, in a way that 
doesn't give us free reign to express in a way that is oppressive to other people. It means we check in and we see what's problematic here first before, you know, like what, what is here? What's here? And then we express from our best selves. Yeah. That's what we're being called to do. Just like Arjuna. We're being called to tap into the present moment because that's where our purpose is in life, in work, and in otherwise. So we'll practice doing just that tonight. Thank you, Tiffany. You know, as you were talking, I would just flash back to this morning and I was driving my son to school and, you know, they those kids, they always drop these bombshell questions on you when you're like in the carpool line and trying to get them out the door. And I can't remember now what we were talking about, but for whatever reason, Asa looked at me and he said, Mom, what does it mean? What does life mean? Like, what's a life? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like this, I got one minute to answer that question before they open the car door. What's a life? And what I said <laughs> was that it's a collection of moments that fill up all of your days. That's what I said. And he was like, okay, bye. And meanwhile, I thought about it for three hours after he left, right? And so as you were talking, Tiffany, about life is the great work of our life, right? I'm like, yeah, and it's a collection of little moments. It's a, con a collection of moments that I think likely feels really insignificant most of the time, right? It's answering crazy questions in the carpool line, and it's sitting in this community and meditating for 20 minutes together. And getting up and washing the dishes or whatever comes next for you, right? It's all these little moments. And it's easy to brush by like these don't matter. And only the big defining things are going to be what makes up my life. But when we settle into this idea of authenticity being a journey, of life being the fullness of all of these little tiny moments, right? It has to be that it's paying attention and being honest about what we're paying attention to in the moment that gives meaning to what we're here to do and how we do it, right? It gives us the choice to say, well, like, how am I going to engage with this moment? Because even this one moment on a Zoom call on a Monday night matters. It's part of the great work of my life. How do I want to engage with it? Okay, so let's do a little practice together and see how we might engage, yeah? So if you've already been seated, just take a minute to wiggle around. You could uncross your legs and cross them the other way if you like. If you're seated in a chair, you're always welcome to just let your feet rest flat on the ground. You can have your hands rest down onto your lap. Your eyes might drift closed. And if that doesn't feel quite right for you tonight, you can always just take a soft gaze down towards the earth. And together as a group here, let's breathe in a great deep breath. Breathe in enough that you feel really full and just for a second, hold your breath in. Feel air spreading through your body and then open your mouth and exhale a sigh. And we'll just do that again. So you're gonna inhale nice and deep, really fill your torso with air. 
Hold your breath long enough to feel that fullness in the body. And when you're ready, open up your mouth and sigh it out. And then feel your breath flow. Allowing yourself to breathe just as your body wants to breathe here today. Taking a moment to feel yourself transition from whatever it is you were just doing to this moment of stillness. And you might mark this transition just by silently saying to yourself, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And with that intention, perhaps you can feel yourself sit just a little bit more. Letting go of any urge to fidget or do. And rather as we sit and we breathe, perhaps we can just let go a bit into the chair or cushion beneath us. Feeling that sense of support under our body. Just gently letting your spine lift up and lengthen a touch so that you feel tall and awake. Maybe you'll roll your shoulders back and down. And feel the top of your head. Just press up and back a bit. Taking time to feel a bit of space across your forehead. Across your eyes. And through the jaw. And we feel breath move out across our chest. Softening through the chest. And down through the belly. Gradually, we turn our attention towards the breath. Letting your breath flow in and out without any need to change it or shape it. Instead of feeling like you are breathing, Maybe you can allow your body to breathe you. 
And as your body breathes, maybe you notice that fluid flowing nature of breath. Much like a stream. Water is always on a journey. Perpetually moving. And interestingly, water never allows the land to stop it. There is no land that can halt the authentic expression of water. It might take days, weeks, or years. But with an easy, fluid movement, Water creatively carves through, over, under, or around what stands in its way. Even in the face of a complete blockage, water expresses itself on the land. And so we find ourselves seated right here, right now, with our breath flowing through us like water. No thought, no feeling will impede this journey. And so we will sit here together in silence for about 10 minutes. And as we do, just continue to feel this flow of breath. The way the air streams in and through the body. the way the air streams back out again. And you don't have to worry about what thoughts or how many thoughts there are. And you don't have to shift, change, or struggle with whatever emotions might be here right now. The flow of the breath says, let it all be here. Letting your authentic experience create this very moment. 
and then this one. And this one too. Allowing the journey to keep carrying you on.
Feeling the flow of your breath here. Notice what's arising for you in this moment. What needs to be felt or expressed. Notice where you are in your journey. Taking one last moment here to feel yourself fully embodied in your own authentic expression. you feel ready, you feel your breath move a little bit deeper now. And gradually you'll move your fingers and your toes, just feeling into the edges of the body. Maybe the shoulders shrug back and down once again. And just as we began our practice, we'll take one more deep breath in. Hold that breath just for a second. Let fullness spread through your body and then exhale it all out. Release it. Drawing your palms together in front of your heart like a prayer here. Bow your chin down. Taking a moment just to honor yourself. The practice of showing up, of being present of honoring what it is that you feel, what it is that you express, and the creative ways that you move around and through and over blockages. Thank you guys so much for sharing in our practice this evening. Namaste. Thanks for listening to The Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, consider joining me for the recording of this podcast every Monday night during my live virtual meditation class. If you tune in for the live class, you get the bonus content that isn't included in the podcast episodes. There's always time for Q&A, and there's always the chance to connect with me personally. I would love to see your faces. And better yet, if you leave me a review of this podcast, screenshot it, email it to Meryl at MerylArnett.com. You get your first class with me for free. Email your review to Meryl, M-E-R-Y-L at MerylArnett, M-E-R-Y-L-A-R-N-E-T-T.com. Get your first class for free. You can find out the schedule, how to register, all of that good stuff by going to my website, MerylArnett.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.